Oh my god, it's Sarah. Oh my god, it's Boston. Hey, welcome to Oh My God, it's a podcast with I'm Boston. And I'm Sarah. And you're listening to this podcast. Um, cool. How are you doing? How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm pretty good, Boston. How are you? I'm doing just peach keen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got off early from work today. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah, they were like, we're running low on work, so if you want to. If you want to head out, I was like, yeah, early weekend, early three-day weekend. Sounds, sounds bitchin'. Absolutely yes. bitchin' for sure. Uh, anything fun happened for you today? Not today, no. I mean, like, I tried to get an eye appointment, but I keep calling them at the wrong times because I'm an idiot. Oh, uh, no. I had that happen to me today. I, uh, I called in. I called into a doctor's office and they were like, we're we're out until like twelve forty five, and I called them at twelve forty four. I was like, damn it, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think I hey, called look- them at like eleven thirty, and it rung because like I count how many times like a phone rings before I just give up. Gotcha. So I let it ring eight times, and I was just like, oh wait, it's eleven thirty. They're at lunch, you dumbass. We'll mm. try again later. Is there like a specific amount of rings you wait for, or is it just like you feel it out? If I'm calling, like, a friend or family, I'll let it ring five or six times. After that, it's like, okay, they're not going to answer. I give up. They can call me back. Gotcha. Um, if I'm calling to make an appointment somewhere, then I'll usually let it ring up to ten times. And at that point, I'm done. Okay. And then, and like, I'll... if I get put on hold, I'll wait for up to ten minutes before I just see how we're doing. Okay. So, yeah. Did you? So, did you end up scheduling that appointment? No, I haven't called them back yet because I don't like talking on the phone. That's fair. Because I am a chicken. My my first uh, job I ever had was a uh, did pho- telephone surveys. It Ooh, ruined talking yucky. on the phone for me. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I, I would know. I I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I've never been good at talking on the phone. Yeah, it's like I'd much rather. As talk I've gotten like older, like it's not as big of a deal, but I still avoid it if possible. Mm-hmm. Same. Very much same. And I am a kick-ass procrastinator, so that doesn't help. I, I get that entirely. I am also a kick-ass procrastinator. Well, not a kick-ass, because I'm not good at it, but I'm a procrastinator. I get that. So has anything it's else just... happened this week that you've been, like, super excited about? Um. So I just started rehearsals for a new play. Right. How's that going? Yeah, we had our first read-through on uh, last Saturday. And then my first real rehearsal was yesterday, but they only needed me for like 15 minutes. And where we rehearsed is like a 45-minute drive from my house. Ooh. So they were like, stick around. They had me read for a part who the guy wasn't there. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. They were like, we'll make it worth your time. Sick, dude. How's the how's the job search coming? Um, it's coming. I've applied okay. for a bunch of things, and I'm just kind of hoping something comes through. Yeah. If it doesn't, then it's not the right time. It wasn't the right job. It'll be fine. Well, hopefully, hopefully something happens. I hope so. Mm. And like right now, I'm not too stressed about it or too worried about it. Okay, I was just about to ask if you're like on a crunch or something to to get shit no. done. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Gotcha. Have you gotten any like acting jobs recently? Or done any film work? No, because like I apply for everything like 
that I can, because right now a lot of the ones like I'm getting emails for and things, they're looking for diversity. Mm, yeah. Which my white ass is not. Yeah, I guess. Like I have I have like Middle Eastern and Native American in me, but I'm so goddamn white that it's just not even worth it. Yeah, no, I I get that hundred percent. I like we'll see emails like a lot of them are like for the church and I'm like I don't want to be in a church video. Well I'm like when I do like church ones they're like, Do you have your temple recommend? And I'm like, No. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still a part of the church, but I don't have that. That ship sailed when I left the church, so. Oh my uh, god. I did go, I started going back to church, right? Ooh, and okay. I went to a singles ward. Okay. And I've, I've been to two different ones, because I'm not really, I'm just ward hopping at the moment. Just going yeah, from yeah, church yeah. to church, because the uh, singles for, wards are weird. For our listeners, it's the LDS church. Yes. So... I started going back. I went to one on Sunday and I was going to leave early anyway mm-hmm. from like the first meeting just because I, I had other plans. Um, yeah. But I was like, okay, I was, I was going to get through like the first two speakers and I'd head out. But the second speaker stood up and he was like, you know what? When, you know, we were told that we could pick our topic, I got really excited because I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about, which is how God helps us find our eternal partners. And since I just got engaged, I was like, well, I'm out of here now. Because <laughs> I just, I just can't yep. listen to another one of those. Yeah, no, I, I, would, I wouldn't stick around for that. I'd be like you. I don't. I don't want to hear advice. I'm getting engaged. Well, like the the thing is, like if they'd been dating for like a year, year and a half, like they'd been through some shit, maybe. Gotcha. But I mean, like in this area, you know, they met six months ago. Oh yeah, or less. Because I mean, he was like fresh off the mission type of thing. Mm-hmm. So he was I... maybe twenty one at the most. I've known Mormons that have uh, known each other for not even that long. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Like I think I think for me the shortest one was like three months. Yeah, like they so met and got married within three months. Oh, holy shit! That one just floored me. Or was it four? It was three or four months. I thought you meant like got engaged within three months. I was like, that's fast, but okay. No, no, no. they were met married. married. Holy shit. And it was just like, what are you doing? Uh, all right. Well, I wish them the best. Yeah, I don't think they're together anymore. Oh, oh, well, there you go. That's the moral of the story. Right? Wait. All right. Well, uh, Sarah, what are we talking about today? I don't know, Boston. What are we talking about today? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, so the format is, why do I keep clapping? The format of the show is uh each each episode one of us is going to pick a topic um and and, uh usually it'll be like we don't tell the other person until the episode uh unless like we want a second opinion or something um so uh i'll just it was it was my turn for the first episode so i picked um have you ever heard of a website called quora no it's uh it's sort of like the old Yahoo Answers, um, where people would ask a question and then people can answer it. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's spelled Q U O R A. 
Um, okay. You, I see it come up all the time when I ask, when I Google a question or something, and then if Got someone it. has a question very similar to mine, then it'll come up. But uh, so I thought for our first episode, we would uh, we'd let our audience get to know us and and know know what's on our minds uh, by answering some questions. Okay. That I found on Quora. Let me. Let's do where, it. Where is the questions? I follow, I had this. I had the going, and now it's gone. Uh, questions. Ah. So uh, yeah, I've saved a bunch of questions here. Um, okay. And some of them are some of them are funny. Some of them are serious. Um, just kind of a range. Um, and let's see here. Let's start with uh, is Shrek the Hulk? Oh my god. <laughs> so what what do you what do you think? I mean like I feel like that's like a good like what if kind of scenario type of Hulk. Oh yeah. Or some like really bad shit happened to the Hulk and he just had like a complete breakdown. Yes. And went and lived oh. in a swamp because he was so sick of other people. Yes. Oh my god. Like how uh, Bruce Banner gets stuck as Professor Hulk. Yeah. And he's like in that middle. He's still like really grumpy, but he's sort of civilized. Yeah. So I'm thinking like if the whole world turned their back on the Hulk. And he was like, you know what? I'm done with you. And he goes and lives in a swamp. I feel like that would make him as angry as Shrek, you know? Yeah. Um. Let's see what's let's see what some of the answers are. Uh, oh, we didn't answer the question. Um, well, we did. Yes, that was our answer. Well, what, what do you think, Izzy? Um, I don't know. Technically, they're two different people, but I think yeah, I think there is definitely a universe in which they could he could be he could be, he could be a Hulk because yeah, like the mul- yeah. there's like the multiverse exactly yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Um, just looking at some of the answers here from other people. Crispy Nakos says, this is by far the dumbest question ever, and it's a shame you don't know this, despite how obvious it is. <gasps> Although they look similar, no, they are not. Shrek is way more powerful and iconic compared to this shrimp. That's that's a take. Um, honestly, oh Shrek is so much better. He's not a nerd. He doesn't get downplayed, and he's everything a woman wants and more. I don't know why this is even a question. No, right? <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. Um, well, so there is that. Okay. Here is uh, something a little more, uh, a little more down to earth. Um, what is one accomplishment you are most proud of? Proud of. Oh dear God! Um, yeah, maybe that was not the right question to spring on to spring on you. Um, I'm really proud of. I mean, I'm really proud of the way like I've handled my depression and anxiety. Yeah, I mean, like I understand like it probably wasn't the most healthy way, but it worked for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because like yeah, my anxiety I- started when I was so young that I was just like, you know what? Nobody's mm-hmm. gonna know, and so we kept that up for like ten years. Gotcha. Like it was a solid ten years before I said anything to anybody. 
okay. I actually told my older brother first about my depression. And I was like, okay. look, I've been really depressed. I don't really know what to do. And my brother looked at me and was just like, stop it. And that was it. And we haven't talked about it since. But like, that's some of like the best bad advice I've ever gotten was stop it. Because it did work yeah. for a while. I was like, you know what? Yeah, we can try that. We haven't tried it in a while. So why not? That. And like, it worked for a couple of weeks. And then like, I got back into my little funk and I went and told somebody else. Because <laughs> I needed a little you? bit more support than stop it. When did he tell you that? I was 18, I think. It was about six months after I graduated from high school. Okay. He and I had run an errand for our parents. And I had gone somewhere with him and his friends like a week before. And like, this mm -hmm. is like probably the most depressed I had ever been at, was at that point. I went and they just made me laugh. And so I thanked him for kind of giving me a reason to laugh again. Gotcha. And so I told him about the depression and everything. And I really mm -hmm. didn't know like how to get out of this one because it had never been that bad. Oh, yeah. And he was just like, well, um, stop it. I was like, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. That reminds me of a song um, by a guy named Scotty Sire. Uh-huh. Um, ah, crap. What is it called? Um, ah, fuck. Where is it? I'm looking it up. Uh, it's called Don't Be Sad. Um, and, and it's like, uh, he's like, I was, I was feeling really down. And then I called my dad and I, and I was like, I'm not doing very good. And the dad was like, just, just maybe be happy. Essentially, what your brother told you: stop it. And he was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I'm cured. That that's it. That's all I had to do was yep. not be sad." <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, I mean, when I do get really depressed, like I still hear Alex's voice, and he's just like, "Stop it." I'm like, "Okay, how irrational is this?" And then kind of take everything in and kind of figure out, like, "Okay, do I have a reason to be depressed? Is there a way I can get out of it?" Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's it's like that. Uh, how do I phrase this? It's like I guess you do have some amount of control of your depression, but then there's also a part of it that is out of your hands. And oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, like I spent um, I spent so long making sure like nobody knew how like sad yeah. I really was that like I found little tricks and things to like get myself out of it just momentarily. Gotcha. And, like, those were the things that kind of kept everything going, was if I could laugh for five minutes, then I would be okay. Yeah. And, I mean, like, it was just, okay, if I can laugh for five minutes today, then tomorrow should be better, you know? Yeah, you just take it one day at a time. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm pretty proud of figuring that out when I was as young as I was. That is, de that is absolutely an accomplishment. I will 100% say it's an accomplishment. Hey, thanks, bud. What are you most proud of? Ah. Uh, um what what is one accomplishment I am most proud of? Um probably uh I have uh for like the long I've like all my life tried to like write stories and write plays and stuff and I don't have a great track record of finishing things that I start writing. Um so I'd say I so I but then I uh 
I don't know if you remember uh, Lead Curdling Scream was the the former title of the of it, but the play we did the seed reading of. Yeah, um, I was finishing. so goddamn proud of you. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm freaking proud of finishing that. Like, I haven't done anything with it since, but the fact that I finished something. But you finished it and you got it, you know, read in front of people. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, that was a freaking accomplishment in my book. That was bitching, dude. Finishing it. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's find another question here. Let's do it. Um, all right. This is a pretty straightforward question. Did Disney buy Lucasfilm? Did Disney buy Lucasfilm? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't actually know. Question is yes. I mean, the answer is yes. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, because the original trilogy wasn't Disney, right? Yeah, no, that was a that. It was, was distributed by Fox, I believe. Okay. Or at least yeah. it eventually was. I actually have no idea who originally distributed it, and now I'm gonna Google that. Who originally distributed Star Wars? Yep, 20th Century Fox. Okay. You know, I just watched the, the those three for the first time, like, a oh, week really? ago. Well, like, I'd seen A New Hope. That was the only one I'd seen all the way through. Mm-hmm. But then Empire Strikes think? Back, they were long. I thought they were really long. Okay. Because there was a lot of stuff where I was just like, oh, my God, is it over yet? Oh, okay. Um, But I watched Empire Strikes Back, and I missed every important thing that happens. Oh. Because, like, it would just take so long to get there that, like, I'd turn and ask my brother a question, or I'd, you know, pull out my phone. And my mm-hmm. dad was like, what are you doing? I was like, hmm. So you just, sorry. like, weren't paying attention? Oh, yeah. Not at all. Wow. Yeah, I I made the mistake of, well, I don't know if it's a mistake, but I started with the prequels. Oh. Um, which apparently was not the not the greatest idea. Um, I started the prequels and I was like, wow, these four, five, and six are gonna suck, and then they ended up being pretty good. Um, yeah, compared to the prequels, these are a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad holds the opinion that Star Wars in general is not very good. It was really like, um, it changed the way we make movies, though, you know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There wasn't anything like that before they did Star Wars. I think it's it's super cool how 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 many practical effects they were able to use. Oh yeah. And how it's a complete I wouldn't say complete, but it's a very much different from how they even make them now where it's like full of CGI. Yeah. And they didn't really have that back then. So it's yeah. cool to see how they could pull that all off. Yeah. Yeah, it does have some really good things in it. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think it's it was really cool for the time. Um, yeah, I mean they're really just cool they're just kind of classics now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, all right, this is a question. Maybe you can answer because I genuinely have no idea. Uh, will Stu Mocker be in Scream Seven? Will who be in what? 
Stu Mocker be in Scream 7? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Who, I don't know who that is. Um, and apparently nobody does because nobody's answered this question. Cool. Um, cool. I've never seen any of the Scream movies. Neither have I. I was, I was hoping you did because I, I don't. Uh, but let's see here. Scream 7. Oh my god, there are there only... really that many of those? Uh, yeah, there is. And there are only three cast members in it. My uh, god. Will there be a seventh movie of Scream? Scream 7 is in early development, so the movie doesn't have a release date. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, if Stumacher is, I'm probably mispronouncing that name, but if they are in the movie, then... Uh, we'll know in the future. We don't know yet. Cool, cool. Uh, let's see here. So uh, we both have a background in the in the theater. We both were theater majors in college. college, college. Uh, yes, we were. So I did find a few theater questions. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, what is considered proper dress for the theater these days? I'm not sure that it matters, you know? Yeah. I because like I'm... if sorry, go ahead. Um, because like if I'm directing a show or like in the show or whatever, then I would rather have just people there than mm-hmm. have, you know, less people, but they're all like dressed up and fancy, you know? Oh, definitely. Because I'd rather have more people see it than have that, like, oh, you have to dress up, you have to be all ooh about it. Yeah, I I think it goes back to, like, um, theater yeah. used to be for the rich. Yeah. And now it's, like, for everybody. Yeah, it's I, more accessible now. I couldn't, I, I unless, like, somebody's naked or something, I couldn't care less what they were wearing yeah. to the theater. Like you said, I would rather people there than not because they can't afford nice clothing. Yeah. Okay, but like if you go like a professional show, do you dress up? Um. So when I went to, when I went to New York back in 2018, our theater teacher because it was for a school trip, our theater teacher said dress nice for Broadway shows. So we did for like the first couple shows we went to, but then uh-huh. the the rest of them we didn't really care because. We we saw people in like shirts and shorts and stuff, so yeah. I I personally don't think it matters. Okay, I, as an actor, I I could not give less of I could I could not give less of a fuck what people what people what the audience is yeah, that's, wearing. That's fair. I I don't know. It's it's definitely like whatever you want to do. If you want to dress up to go to community theater, I won't stop you. I think that's freaking dope. Yeah. But you don't have to. Exactly. It's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite play of all time? And why? Hey, my favorite play is How I Learned to Drive. That's a good one. Because, I mean, it, it handles a subject that's pretty sensitive and nobody really wants to talk about in a way that isn't... Um hurtful you know if that makes any yeah. kind of sense 
That's by uh, Paula Vogel. Yes. Yeah. Can you go I mean, into a little detail? Really hard one to get about? through. Sorry, what? It is. Can you go into detail what that play is about? Okay, so that play is about this this girl and her uncle, and he's teaching her how to drive, and it's kind of hmm. um, not kind of. It is about their relationship and how messed up it is because he is he's a predator he molests her and how much Mm -hmm. that affects her life and it kind of it goes into detail as to what it does to her life yeah and i think i think it handled it in a really sincere and genuine way without being disrespectful oh yeah because i mean that's that's a topic nobody really wants to ever talk about it yeah it's especially for the time it was it came out yeah like it's definitely more talked about today than even than then but even now it's like we should be talking about it more yeah well and i think it's it's also really hard to talk about because she is a child when it's happening i mean the mm-hmm. actress isn't a child but like you you still know like she's supposed to be very young when this happens yeah cuz i I remember reading that one for the first time and just like having to reread it because I was so like, I was like that. No, that wasn't what happened. That couldn't have been what happened. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, rereading things, it was like, Oh shit, this is, this is fucked up. And yeah. then, like doing research into it and, you know, just trying to really get a hold of that script and all the concepts in there. I really kind of fell in love with it. And now it's like my dream show. I want to be in it. I want to direct it. Yes, do it. It's so it's so good and it's so fucked up. It is so fucked up. Yeah, I it has been a hot minute since I've read it. I need to read it again. That one's it, yeah. It's a really good play. It's so good. Okay, what's yours? Um, I love I love the play that goes wrong. That's oh yes, my that's my favorite play. That's um, such a good show. It's uh, so for those of you who don't know what that show is, it's about a community theater, the Cornley Cornley Drama Society. They it's the opening night of their it's the opening night of their of their new of their newest play, uh, the Murder of Haversham Manor. It's a murder mystery play by Susie H K Brideswell. Um, it's not a real play, but it's everything that could possibly go wrong does go wrong for this group of actors. Um, the stuff gets set on fire, the set falls apart, and it's, it's, they're just trying to, they're just trying to get to the, to the closing bows, trying, or trying to make it to the end of the show, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I was able to perform in it back in June, and it's, like, it's, it's hilarious. It's a hilarious show, and I'm a big comedy guy. I, I love it. Well, I'm like, I feel like that's the kind of funny that, like, anybody can appreciate. Oh, definitely. It's, uh, it's, it's physical comedy, which is, like, you don't need to understand English to know what's going on. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, so much happens, and it's just all so good. Mm. It, I, I love it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, how long have we been going for? 29 minutes. 29 minutes. All right. 29 minutes. 
Cool. Uh, let's see here. Who would win, Shrek or Sully? Shrek or Sully? Yeah, like from Monsters, Inc. I feel like Shrek would win just because he's angrier with the world. Yeah. Because, like, when I think of Sully, like, he's a good guy. Like, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Shrek, I... not so much. Like, he's he's a good guy. He's, he's you know, our protagonist, and he has his good qualities. But he'd be more willing to, you know, play a little dirty, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I... I 100% agree. I think Shrek is... Shrek's, like... And Shrek is like an ogre. He's he's like versed in like combat. Maybe oh, yeah. I don't know. Probably pulling that out of my ass. But uh, he he looks like a fighter, and Sully is like not really, not really a fighter. He could if he's like a big dude. Yeah, he, and he but could if he had to. But yeah, he's more of a teddy bear. Yeah, definitely. And and I think it also depends on when this fight would happen. Uh when the when this when this fight would occur, because if it's like the beginning of Shrek in the beginning of Monsters Inc., like I I think Shrek would win no matter what. Actually, well, I think the only way that Sully would probably like kind of pull out like his like good guy thing is like if somebody threatened either Mike or Boo. Mm-hmm. Like if he was threatened, then you know you could kind of see that come out more. Oh, definitely. Because, I mean, like, I I think Sully has the potential to kick Sh- Shrek's ass. But none of mm-hmm. the follow-through, you know? Uh, let's see what, uh, let's see what answers people have said. Uh, yes, do it. Shrek, no competition. That's it. End of statement. Good, okay. nice, solid. Nice, solid answer. Um, there's another answer here that looks like an essay, but, uh, it, I guess I have to be a Quora Plus subscriber to read it all. So I guess I'll just read what I can see here. Cool, cool. It is, it is worth noting that both Freck and Sully are fictional characters from different universes and have unique strengths and abilities. Freck is a large and powerful ogre who possesses immense strength, durability, and a high degree of combat skills. He's also highly skilled in hand-to-hand combat and is capable of using various weapons. Sully, on the other hand, is a skilled scarer who possesses incredible strength, agility, and... and that's where it ends. I mean, they make some valid points, you know. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get an answer to the question, but... Yeah. It... Fair. So here's a related question that uh, I'm just now seeing, but I think would be interesting to get your opinion on. Um, who would win? Shaggy or Thanos? Shaggy or Thanos? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, Thanos is, like, a powerful character, you know, once he gets the Infinity Stones, but I'm thinking, like, Shaggy just wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. So long as Scooby and the gang are fine, Shaggy's not gonna care. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm I, thinking like, that might freak Thanos out a bit. Yeah, it's like a... Oh, crap, I had it. Uh, it's like the the fact of, like, you, you he's not getting a reaction out of Shaggy. Him, 
Yeah. Uh, well, someone wrote an essay. Um, I can read a little bit more than the last one. Cool. Um, let's see some canon feats, shall we? This is by David Murray. Let's do it. Um, studied the internet for years, mastering the lore of Shaggy. Uh, let's see some canon feats, shall we? I'll be using movie Thanos. Josh Brolin's acting is too good to pass up on an excuse to rewatch Infinity War clips. That says this was updated four years ago. So Fair enough. There you are. Uh, Thanos snapped away half of the universe, kicked the Hulk's ass without using any any Infinity Gems slash stones slash whatever the fuck. Kicked everyone's asses pretty much. For his best durability feat, I'll need to explain a little. Remember when Thor threw Stormbreaker into Thanos' chest and he survived, killed half of everyone? Let's go ahead and calculate the sheer power of that attack using some good old-fashioned power scaling using feats from Thor Ragnarok. And then it keeps going, and uh, all in all, with all things considered, I would say Suator's feat of obliterating Asgard is planetary level, and that's a lowball estimate. And as I've established, Thor... Okay. Uh, okay, Thanos' powers. Capable of creating illusions, shooting powerful energy blasts, smart enough mind to manipulate the king of manipulation, Loki, um... And controlling minds, control time, turning people into spaghetti, da da da. Now for Shaggy, cue the maniacal laughter. His feats, easily defeating a room full of bikers, eating entire buffets without a second thought. I'm only stating the blatant here. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of Shaggy's common feats that I don't think people notice too much. Ever notice how Shaggy not only keeps pace with the Great Dane when he starts running and does he doesn't go at first? Shaggy preparing to use his own patented fighting technique on Hitler to end World War II colorize. What? I have a theory for this. It's pretty simple. You know how if someone is sucked into the, the what in the world it keeps going? Okay, I... It lost me. <laughs> There's just a lot of words. Yeah, so who would win Boston? It it's like I have to I have to be a Quora Plus subscriber to know. I th- I think that's okay. I think we can leave that one where it was. Okay. Let's uh let's find another question. Um Let's see here. Who would win? A thousand shaggies or one Shrek? A thousand shaggies. Mm-hmm. Or one strike. Yeah, I think the thousand shaggies would win. I think so, too. Next question. Cool. Um, how do you respond to, are you okay when you clearly aren't? I think it depends on who asks the question. Definitely. I it depends on who asks and also the time and place. Yeah, cuz I mean that's like the one lie I can tell is that I'm fine. Mhm. But like if I think like it's if like my I'm... dad asks if brother number 3 asks or if like a close friend asks, then I'll tell them. Mm-hmm. I might wait until we're in like a more private place. 
Yeah, like if I'm in the middle of like a rehearsal or something, I'm not gonna really spill everything yeah. going on in my life. But if if we're like just chilling out, then maybe I'll yeah. say something. Yeah, because like if I'm out and about with people and they're like, "Are you okay?" If it's somebody I'm close to, like, I'll wait till we get back to the car. Because mm. I'm not crying in public. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, so if someone asks me, are you okay when I'm not, um, and it's, like, in public or something, I'll probably be, if it's, if it's like, a close friend or something, I'll probably be like, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about it later or whatever, yeah. but if it's, if it's not, then I'll be like, ah, don't worry about it, or, or I'll, I'll use my acting skills to just throw them off the trail. You put on a smile and call it good? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, I think we have time for one more question. Let's do it. Let me see if I can find a good one. Let's see. I saved a lot of Shrek questions, so <laughs> we're we're not gonna do those. Um, I don't want to do a super serious one for our last question. Okay. Wow, a lot. I saved a lot of shit that seemed great at the time. I found a good one earlier. I'm trying to I'm trying to find it again. Okay. All right. What are some hot fictional characters that are male? Hot fictional characters that are male? Yes. The top okay. answer is any male from the MCU universe. That's from the Sassy Witch. I mean that's 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 fair. Yeah. Um Oh my god, who are some hot male fictional characters? Hot male fictional characters. Okay. Um, so the okay. one that like pops into my head first is like I've always had a crush on like Sirius Black, but the one okay. in my head. Like when I read okay. the books, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he's no, gorgeous, no, you. you know? Yeah, I'm according looking at to pictures, my little brain. I'm looking at pictures. Man. I'm looking at pictures from of Sirius Black from the movie too, and it's not that bad looking there either. No. Well, then, like um, Geralt from The Witcher. I've not actually seen The Witcher. Ooh, that one's fun. Uh, Geralt from The Witcher. Yes. Portrayed by Henry Cavill, oh, who's just beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That is one Stephen Huggin man. Well, I'm like, I've always found Superman to be, you know, pretty. With the dark hair and the blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not gay, but damn. 
I, I can appreciate a pretty man when I see one. Right? Um, okay, who are some of your hot males? Hot fictional char- fictional characters. Um, Captain America. Oh, hell yes. That's America's ass. That sure is. They got a lot of a lot of really attractive men in the MCU. I'm with Sassy Witch here. They really do. Cause I'm not gonna lie, that's what got me started into like watching the MCU. Mm. Cause I had a crush on Sebastian Stan ah. from like Once Upon a Time. That was where I saw him. I was like, oh wait, he was in Captain America. <laughs> Guess we'll go rewatch that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not it's not like the most the most hot fictional character, but uh anyone played by Michael Sarah is like fire yeah maybe i just like michael Sarah. maybe it's less that he's attractive i just i i i like that actor you, you appreciate him yeah i, I appreciate michael Sarah. yeah especially what he did for uh uh what he did for alan he was very Not good me. as alan k have you yes. seen the quirky girl on snl the what the quirky the- girl yeah, I don't know if that's the actual name of the sketch, but they've got like somebody playing Zoe Deschanel and somebody playing Michael Sarah, and it's just adorable. Michael Sarah SNL. Because I don't remember who's playing Michael Sarah, but it was it was good. Oh, I think I found a picture. Okay. I mean, he's not exactly the closest looking guy to Michael Sarah, but I, I see where you're getting at. Oh, no, they're the, doing a super bad, are, are they? They're doing a what? Super bad? Yeah. Okay, okay. I, yeah, no, I, I just have a man crush on Michael Sarah. I saw him in Arrested Development, and I was like, this is a pretty cool guy. And then I saw him in Scott Pilgrim, and I was like, this, this is it. But this that's is the man. guy. That's my guy. I also used to have a man crush on uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, still pretty cool, but not 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 as much as he used to be. Not your top choice anymore. Not my top choice anymore. All right. Well, uh, those are the questions. Uh, those uh, of Cora. Well, that was fun. Yeah, I had I had a really good time answering some questions. Um, and maybe we'll do it again sometime. Let's do, yeah. Saving some questions. Oh, All right, yeah. on to our next segment of the pod. Um, do you have any anything to recommend the audience? Any movies, books, music you've been listening to, uh, etc.? Okay, so I've been in my, my violent movie streak, you know? Gotcha. Always ha- have one, you know, every few months we go through and watch all the violent movies. Okay. And I rewatched Law Abiding Citizen. Okay. I haven't seen it in a couple years. And like rewatching that, I was like, oh, this is a damn good movie. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, like, the story's there. It's exciting. There's some Law really Abiding good Citizen. violence and brutality in it, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. It- it's a little fucked up. Yeah. But it's fun. I, I don't think I've ever heard of it. That one has 
I think it's Jamie Foxx and Gerard Butler are in that one. Jamie Foxx and Gerard Butler. Okay. And that's, yeah, it's a super fun, violent movie. Law-abiding law citizen. Let me go to my yes. list. And I will add that to my watch list. Yes. Um, letterboxed, where are you? There we are. All right, well, I need assignments. I'll do that later. Um, so what's your recommendation? My recommendation? Crap, I had it. Had it in my head. Um, go watch the Barbie movie. It just passed, like, it's the highest grossing Warner Brothers movie, and like, ever. Nice! It passed the Harry Potter movies. And really? It's, yeah. It's a really good movie. It's, it's so good. I would recommend anyone and everyone see it. I I want to see it again, but I don't want to go to the movie theater, so I'm waiting until I can uh, I buy it digitally or on DVD or something. It'll most likely be digital. Fair or enough, stream. fair enough. Yeah, it's... I was in tears when I saw it. Um, that park bench scene. Uh, yeah. It hits me in the feels. Oh, so good. So good. So good. So good. So great. All right. Um, well, thank you all for listening to the pod, the podcast, the cast of pods. Um, and yeah, stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Yay! Yay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>